0: We understand old school, we understand new school, and really have tried to offer it in any which way works for a particular strategic partner.
1: Happy today to be here with Les Lesinger. He is the President and CEO of ClaimRide and Continued Mobility. Welcome, Les.
0: Thank you, Josh. Pleasure to be here.
1: You have uh... Pretty interesting background. That's touched quite a few segments of the industry and different business models, etc. So, maybe we could start out and, and and walk us through that if you don't mind.
0: Sure. Uh, been working in the auto insurance business for over thirty plus years. Started as a uh, literally a new report taker. Uh, at a a small um, claims organization here in South Florida called Apex Adjustment Bureau. I had the opportunity to work in a number of the segments of the business from, again, claims to underwriting, to systems, uh, building up my own experiences uh, and expertise. I went on uh, to do a few other things, started a company called Public Access Insurance, which was a media marketing company and about seven years ago, uh, had sort of an epiphany regarding um, the use of rideshare and its uh, proliferation in the marketplace. And the fact that us in the insurance industry really wa- we're not leveraging uh, that benefit for our customers, uh, went out, met with Lyft and Uber to see what they were going to be doing in the space at that time. And again, seven years ago. They had bigger fish to fry, so they really weren't focused on the alternative transportation replacement market, uh, even though that was a $2 billion segment for auto insurance itself, and decided that we were going to start our own uh, solution, which became ClaimRide, which is a SaaS platform that offers uh, insurance companies, roadside assistance company, anybody who's interested in utilizing the platform to offer alternative transfer, transportation benefits through the issuance of a virtual credit card. Uh, as we developed that platform, we also recognized that probably a need for a single source product for a particular solution, uh, and that's when we came up with Continued Mobility itself. And Continued Mobility uh, is a focused solution for those who have their vehicle towed and they're stuck on the side of the road as a result of a mechanical breakdown or an auto accident and again we're able to in less than 15 seconds issue them a virtual credit card to their mobile device so that they can order themselves their own uh, continued mobility transportation whether it's uber Lyft, yellow cab uh, they don't want to go rent a car as long as they the rental agency accepts a card not present. They're welcome to use it.
1: What do you think the reason is? No one sort of came up with this concept before. I mean, obviously, rideshare hasn't been around that long, but but I mean, what have been the biggest kind of stumbling well, uh, or I, hurdles?
0: I th- yeah. So I, I think the challenge has been uh, historically, auto insurance companies uh, we're dinosaurs, right? I mean, we move slowly. We don't take advantage of new technology. Do not have, we have the challenges of integrating any new product or process into existing systems. So since this was a very niche, very large, but still niche uh, opportunity, I, I think for most companies, it just was not on their radar to do it until we came out with it. Uh, again, everybody we've shown it to, um, had pilots with, loved it. Uh, But again, the hurdles tend to be more about integration uh, and process than it is about the solution itself.
1: I'd like to dig into that a little bit more, but just going back to the sort of, you know, the hurdles piece, the integration, where does it fall kind of on the hierarchy of everything that needs to get done? So, I mean, does your industry domain expertise and and kind of knowing where the bodies are buried. Did that help you get through this or is it just you really had the idea and anybody could have kind of done it once they had the idea? uh,
0: Again, I I think it's it's a great question. Um, And yes, I think my familiarity with Uh, Programming and systems and uh, the various uh, choices that are available to the carriers, whether it's in-house, third party, uh, where do we play in that space? How do we help a carrier get over those hurdles? uh, Also gives us uh, a different perspective and um, a unique positioning so that, you know, a typical insured tech company who doesn't have our depth and breadth of insurance knowledge is going to be more challenged
1: I guess maybe to broaden this conversation out a little bit. So, there, there obviously have been quite a few uh, insure techs, I guess you would say new school uh, companies that have come and you know hit all segments of the market. But, but I, it's the most probably prominent, and notable ones that that maybe have struggled have gone, you know, after preferred business, gone after you know some pretty major players who've been doing this for a long. Time so, do 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 you think the issues relate to sort of a a misperception that you could somehow use tech to overcome, you know, years and years of of of, of data and 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 underwriting and and claims history? Um, is it, you know, just the the cost of or the value of those brands that have been built out there? I think
0: for us, uh, relative to preferred, standard, non-standard, again, uh, the the challenge we've had with the preferred, in some cases it's size, right, and scope, in in terms of uh, not so much that they don't want to offer what we're offering, it's where does it fit in the scope of the multitude of challenges that they have, uh, the, the systems that they're using. Uh, Can they integrate? How do they integrate? Um, You know, they want the perfect, uh, not the very, very good sometimes and and trying to get the perfect means you never get there. Uh, So they're not as willing to uh, implement something like us uh, to start, whereas those other smaller or midsize and, you know, you're still talking billion dollar companies. Um, are more tuned to sort of taking advantage of new products in the marketplace. Whereas, like, again, sort of the top 10 sort of feel like if we didn't develop it ourselves, then it's not as good as we would want. Therefore, um, we're not going to necessarily implement it or they'll copy it, which is fine too, right? I've never, you know, as much as we do have some patent pendings and all that, uh, my position is great because all you've done is sort of uh, confirmed that what we built the industry needs. And so if somebody, you know, one of the big players wants to institute it themselves, we're all for, um, you know, because what what we're looking at is that there is sort of the 10 companies and there's another 300 plus companies, right? When you think about the overall market or, or even a lot more than that. But, uh, so for us, the opportunity is really dealing sort of in the middle market. Uh, to the lower market, in terms of just size, not not the type of business that's being written, but again, those carriers who tend to be more flexible um, because they're either newer or smaller uh, or don't have the bureaucracy. I think you know one yeah. of the bigger things that we face, and, and your experience is probably similar. In talking to folks, it's just the sheer bureaucracy of trying to implement something new.
1: A little bit of a different question here, but. I've talked to some people and I've done some reading where, you know, some people think that the world is sort of going to go to people who have expertise in manufacturing product and people who have expertise in distributing product. So where do you see sort of MGAs fitting into that if those things kind of kind of split apart a little bit?
0: It, it's a fascinating question, right? Because I think you're actually seeing the proliferation of MGAs for several different reasons. One, um, I think. In short, tech saw it as a way to get into the distribution game without forming a formal carrier. Uh, and that's fine. But again, it leaves a lot of questions <laughs> there. Uh, but again, I think you made the earlier point about sort of a niche expertise. And right, if you go back to where did MGAs come from, right, it typically was somebody who said, you know what? I really do have an expertise in either whether it's a geographic expertise, a product expertise, uh, a risk bearing expertise, whatever that case is. And large carriers said, hey, this person, this group over here is probably better at that little piece than we are. So let them offer our product or our paper or whatever that relationship may be. Uh, and so, therefore, the, the MGAs came about. So, whether that's cyber today, or or lots of different lines where you have uh, a quicker response, uh, more localized or or a specific expertise, uh, I think MGAs will thrive.
1: So, shif- shifting back to to your offering, anything in terms of product roadmap or or what what might be coming down the pipe that you. Sure. Yeah,
0: so I think that's a great question. Again, so I, I think we're we're clearly focused on expanding our solution for integration to re- remove that. Uh, the again, the utilization of our platform for other types of claim payments uh, because we've already built that solution. Uh, it was very obviously focused on on tra- uh, alternative transportation reimbursement. Uh, but we get questions all the time about, well, can we use it for this? Can we use it for that? Can we, you know, pay uh, for a hotel? Can we pay, you know, and of course the answer is yes, right? You can really expand it. Uh, and, and we know that there are other competitors in that space, you know, sort of claim, you know, the the, the whole payment processing solution. But again, our our approach is less about just the the technology of the claim payment, as our understanding of how that experience should be for both the adjuster who's having to process it and the consumer who's having to receive it.
1: Okay, great. Les, anything else before we wrap up?
0: No, no, I really just, uh, you know, I appreciate the opportunity and the time and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, there'll be some folks out there who uh, have some interest in talking to us.
1: All right, great. Well. Les Schlesinger, President and CEO of Claim Ride and Continued Mobility. Thanks so much for being on.
0: My pleasure. Thanks, Josh.